This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. You are alive always. So that's why in Judaism, it's not death that's the issue, it's loss that's the issue. Because the world has space for your unique self. So if you're not there, that's loss for the world. So if somebody in your life that's meaningful to you and affects you and you care for them and they care for you, if they're not there anymore, God forbid, then what happens is, is that there's effectively a void of their existence as it manifests in the existence that you connected to. So now there's loss and loss is really what we mourn. So when somebody mourns in Jewish tradition, we say, may you be comforted amongst the mourners of Zion and Jerusalem. That traditional line is there to say that we all have people to mourn. And thus, when you're mourning, we're saying, we know what it's like, so we'll mourn with you too, because we know what loss is like. I think that's an incredible beginning of the spirituality of loss in Jewish tradition, is that mourning takes collective. Maybe that's even the main reason for why Kaddish, the prayer said when somebody loses a parent, is said in uh, environment of other people, a quorum or a community setting, the world mourning with you and feeling that your loss is real because that means your life is real and we're rooting for you to turn that loss to legacy and really become an empowered person by all the things that happen to you. So what really is the process of soul from a Jewish perspective? What is the spirituality of soul? That's what I would like to talk about. And I have with me a dear friend, a local Venice personality, who wants to share that with me, uh, this conversation. So I thought we'd share that conversation with you. My friend's name is Alex. Alex, I want to talk with you about the spirituality of the journey of soul as it relates to loss. And uh, I'm happy to have you here with me. Happy to be here. Thank you. I am um, definitely mourning the loss of my father last year, uh, Bruce Regenstreich. He died on the 19th, passed away of December uh, after two years of cancer. And yes, I am experiencing the loss of his presence in one sense. Um, and I'm very curious about uh, the presence that may remain in another sense and you know so i have more more questions than than beliefs right now um but i am curious to know what what happens or what what people believe happens after death what happens to the soul you know i'm curious to know parents if you if you believe that you will be reunited with your loved ones who have who have passed if you mm -hmm. think that there's a self that is able to to recognize and be with with your loved ones after in another life i'm curious what you what you think about that that's a good beginning question on in soul just like just like in body there are layers to your identity so in your body, for example, 
you can look at it from the element of of the identifiable labels of yourself. You're uh, you're this type of person. You're a husband. You're an Alex. You're a friend. You have different ways of expressing yourself to different people. But really, all it is 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 how much you expose yourself to each different person. They they have they take on different relationships. The soul takes on different relationships to the body during its lifetime. It has one level of relationship to itself when it's a, a child and another relationship when it's an adult. So the relationship I have to myself as a bar mitzvah boy at 13 is very deep and beautiful and new, the concept of growing up. But it's also very different when I get mar when I got married. And the relationship I have to my soul is much different now that I'm a dad and being being in charge of other souls right now and during their childhood and adolescence. So the relationship to body and soul kind of continues to deepen within the life. And that's because when we say soul, essentially what we're saying is the truest form of consciousness. Soul represents the part of existence that is laid out. The body is the constant change that has a small period of physical time. The soul represents the energy behind the facade, behind the front vehicle. So when you talk about the relationship between us and the souls around us, our family, will we reunited? I think there's a question of, well, what makes you united in the first place? And do we see that in our lifetime? And then based on that, how do we take that outside of it? Think about our parents as souls. We think, of course, we're bonded and connected. We come from the same place. There's obviously a connection between parents and children if they brought us into this world. That is certainly the Jewish spiritual view of parents and children. We don't just honor our parents if they're good to us. We honor our parents as, a, as an idea that their souls were charged with bringing our souls into this world. There's an inherent bond between us that I find through honoring them. Now, the soul itself in this world doesn't have free reign. It's limited to the body. So whatever the body feels is what the soul has to react to and deal with. Some mystics like to say that anxiety of the body is the soul pushing it to do more, that it really wants the soul to do more. So the body to do more. So the soul is, 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 uh, is in a perpetual state of yearning and desire of constantly wanting to do more and affect the world more. And that's why the body can never really get rest because no matter what it consumes, no matter what it takes to make itself feel good, and no matter what pleasure it seeks, at the end of the day, the soul's still pushing it. You have more to offer this world. You have more to give. You have more to give. A person in this world clearly doesn't see the whole big picture. No matter how brilliant a person is, they don't see everything. They don't understand everything. They can't see the past, present, and future all laid out in front of them. Soul has this consciousness of everything is connected. We're all soul. We're all spiritual. We're all one. So when do we go from body to soul consciousness. Right now we're in a body default consciousness with the soul being behind the scenes. And loss or death represents the emergence of Alex going back to soul, for example. Pure soul driving. Body, not so important. That's the biggest and harshest stage. And that is the idea of loss versus death. What is loss is we only have the body interface right now in order to connect with one another. We only connect through our bodies. We don't really connect with our souls, at least not fully and presently. So because of that, when a person becomes all soul again and their energy exists because there's nothing like them, they're unique. 
So their energy goes into full soul mode. How does that consciousness change from physical consciousness to spiritual consciousness? That's the big first step into what it means to meet up. So when I'm going to meet up with my family, to answer the question is, yes, I believe I'll be together with my loved ones and people who have passed, etc. But it's not going to be in the form of a body. We're going to connect on a soul-like level. So when do I go from that consciousness from one to the next? And it plays out in this incredible transformation of leaving the standards of time and space. And you leave time and space on a soul level because on a soul level, you're always bonded. You're always connected. In the same way you preconception, there's an existence for you. And post-physical living, there's an existence that only you lived, whether it's inherently noticeable or not. That part of you, that awareness of your individuality and your connection to the all energy of the world, that is a process of the body and soul part. But in reality, all of this world is about a cycle. And once the soul and the body depart, a year later is when we're charged to go from loss to legacy. You talk about your dad, it's going to year one. This loss to legacy is happening in its full time now, in its full moment, spiritually. Physically, the loss happened a year ago. But spiritually, it's happening right now, maybe even at its peak, because it's year one where you have to change from mourning and loss to spirituality of legacy and you being the soul that was charged to be able to take that mission and further it. So I guess I would, I would seek to understand more. I mean, one of the things that makes a human unique per se is that we could, we're aware that we're, we're reflecting. We're, we're aware that we are the one having these questions. Do you think that after we pass, that our soul is aware of of us, of its existence? It's able to reflect on, now I am a soul in a different form? Or does that go away when the body, is that a bodily function hmm. that, that, that comes with, with having a physical earthly brain? Or does the soul then able to say, look, I, I'm aware that I am in a different form? Do you think that that awareness happens? And it's a great follow-up question, by the way, because you're 100% correct that within this idea of soul emergence is also the question of what type of an awareness does the soul have? So the body's awareness is completely tied to its consumption and its living vibrancy, right? So you can love somebody and you can give yourself over for bigger causes, but you're always going to have an awareness that if I don't eat, I won't have energy. And if I don't sleep, I won't be able to rejuvenate. There are certain uh, biological awarenesses that we have that we really deal with our whole life. The soul doesn't have that physical property or that the consciousness, our consciousness is not built on that physical awareness. So what is the awareness of soul in the first place? The awareness of soul is that it's on a mission. That's the awareness of soul in this world. It's mission-oriented. The body itself, speak to uh, the evolutionists, the body itself is not about anything but survival at best. But in spiritual terms, the body is individual still and unique and thus on a unique energy in this world. On a soul-like consciousness awareness, it's I'm only here in this world because I have something to contribute and uniquely give to the world that nobody else can. That's why I'm here. How do you know that? Well, 
you can either look at it from the front end that there's no one like you, and that itself is proof of you having an individual contribution to to give to this world. Because you yourself, if you create something, you could create multiple of the same things. So it is possible to create the same thing that look exactly the same and are the same. But when you, but yet in nature and in creation and in the way the world is built, nothing's the same at all. So the possibility for it to be the same is there and yet it isn't. And that's because of the individual, the individual connection each thing has to the universe. There's not one blade of grass, say the psalmists, that isn't unique and doesn't have a unique energy saying, grow, damn it, become unique. So we have this incredible power because of our souls and because people have souls and because everything in this world has a soul and energy that forces it into this unique space instead of it being a copy. It's, it's an original, this original energy that you possess and that the people around us possess. That's the original type of force that pushes what awareness is. So when the original force is happening in the physical, the awareness is your body. When the physical, when it's a spiritual source, it's soul then the spirituality of soul is the awareness. And that takes the full year from death for the year of loss. And within that year is the transformation of the soul itself going from I was on a mission and everything was dependent on that to now I'm back to my soul and it's not in my hands anymore on what my legacy is and what I contributed is. It's now left to what I've done. So that awareness is very painful on the person who passed because now the awareness is not a self-awareness. It's a self-awareness of, did I do everything I could have? Did I actually use that mission fully to express this individual consciousness that I have? Was my self-awareness on earth as strong as it could have been? So you're saying that you believe that after physical death, that there is a soul who's asking itself with the ability to ask itself, reflecting questions about its time on earth? Do you, you believe that that, that happens? Yes, that it's not that we're being judged whether we were good or bad people. We're judging ourselves. That began for Jewish people a long time ago, meaning the search for why we're here starts with Abraham. Abraham's essential existence is the search for, well, what governs this world? Are there rules? Do any of them matter? He's looking at a world where people are only worshiping idols. What does worshiping idol mean? They're only worshiping that which they believe gives them sustenance. So really all we worship is what gives us fuel. That doesn't that goes counter that goes counter our connection to parents. It goes counter our connection to loved ones. The whole modern movement of love and connection is not about body at all. The whole idea of of gender neutrality, all of these things to me are spiritual ideas where human beings are willing to say, there's more to me than the physical exterior. That search, starting with Abraham and his wife, Sarah, was, so we're, what is divinity? What is the energy that connects it all? And what makes us search for that energy that connects us all? Where's that need to connect all these things together? And that's, I think, what the right meaning for awareness is. Awareness is, is when does the soul go from a body and the awareness is only what you see and hear and feel to an awareness of seeing that big picture? And that's where the Jewish mystics tell us that you don't need to know this in order to live your life, but it certainly can give you the perspective of the reason why you don't have an awareness of it during your life, a full awareness, is so that you can concentrate on the here and now. 
If you have a full awareness of the big picture all the time, it won't motivate you to find that unique, indispensable act because the little things won't matter as much. And that ultimately is what we're getting to is that all everything matters in context of relationships. Everything matters in context of seeing one another. So back to our original question of seeing somebody after death, it's the reemergence of soul, the, the natural tendency to recognize of why we're all connected doesn't happen here on earth, but it happens in the soul level. And when we make that happen here on earth, that's how we bring legacy and future and change to the world. Have you ever had a mystical experience? I guess I'm, I'm interested in experiences that are unexplainable that have to do with energy, um, unexplainable energy that is felt um, or perceived as something um, as far as contact with souls that that make you know make you believe that there is the 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 possibility for for the energy of souls of loved ones to still be present and and for you to still be able to experience while you while you're alive and i'm i'm really interested in that so i think that's a a nice third layer to this and um Listen, we've been concentrating on the spiritual approach today, right? Not the ritual and not the religious element, just the spiritual approach to these ideas. So if we took these two concepts that we were talking about before, one about sort of the person who passes and their process of reemergence and self-awareness, and the other concept of us on earth having this connection between our body and soul, they're essentially these two processes. The third one is, is that the more soul awareness you have, the more connection you have to everything around you all the time. So that means both from a soul perspective and a soul on earth perspective, the more soulful of, a, of an existence that, that you bring out of yourself, the more connection you have. It goes as far as in Jewish tradition, it says that the righteous are more alive when they die than when they're living. Because when they're living, they're limited to the geography of where they are, which today that's upended by being able to be everywhere all the time, but still ultimately limited to the physical properties. But yet when somebody is back into the into being a soul fully, they now can be engaged anywhere at any time. So you don't have to be in their presence. You could make their presence anywhere. So it used to be that the connection to your dad was limited to when you can engage with him or just the knowledge that he's physically in your sphere in the world. But there's actually an even higher level of connection now, which is it's actually with me everywhere. And not only everywhere, only the best parts of him is with me everywhere. The negativity, that was all circumstantial. So that all disappears if there was, was any. But the positivity or the power that I yearned for Right? Even somebody who doesn't have a great connection with their family yearns for a good connection, let alone when you have a great connection with your parents or siblings. The soul-like connection is the constant, and the constant means that you can draw from it all the time. Soul comes down to how much do you draw from it on any given basis. The idea of blessing is the idea of drawing, like what I, what I bring into my sphere, so when we say blessing, we mean that you're bringing in exclusively goodness, because if you're bringing in good and bad, that's not a blessing. That's just life. So the idea of blessing is, is that I'm only bringing in the things that I need into myself. 
So when a person is only in the state of soul, you can only bring in the soul into your life. So the only parts of that person's existence that you bring into yourself is the best parts, is the parts that invigorate you, animate you, and drive you and inspire you. That's the nature of soul. Then when you access a soul-like connection to your dad, you will always be able to draw not only his positivity towards you, but his rooting for you in the big picture. Not in the micro, minute to minute, but in the big picture, you constantly being able to see yourself as capable of also leaving a great, impactful mark of goodness and positivity in this world. And that is the real cycle of Jewish life from a spiritual, mystical perspective, is that we are really mystics having a physical experience. We're not physical having a spiritual experience now and again. And the transformation of that is where true enlightenment and true wholesomeness comes from. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Alex. 